0: welcome to the black and green podcast it's your go-to place to find the latest high quality all-natural products created by black artisans hosted by yours truly dr kristen h the founder of black and green we'll discuss all things health wellness self-care and of course self-love This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in again. We have one of my fabulous new artisans. I'm so excited for you guys to hear us sit back and talk. We have Brooke Young, um, and she's here to talk with us. I'm so excited. Brooke, King, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm super excited to be here and talking with you. Awesome. So, tell us about Vegan Lux Aesthetics. Wow. So, Vegan Lux Aesthetics, like many businesses, definitely it was see a need, fill a need, right? Mm-hmm. So I have been in the beauty industry for 20 years. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah, so a very long <laughs> time. And when I say that, I often don't believe it. I'm just like, you're lying to these people. You have not been in the beauty industry that long. But I have actually been in the beauty industry for 20 years.
0: And How so? When you say the beauty industry, like, in what way have you been in for 20 years? Right. So I started out actually as a makeup artist.
1: I'm originally from New York City. And I'm from Brooklyn, New York, actually, Bedford-Stuyvesant, Bed-Stuy, as we say. Okay. And I started out, I was a new mom, and I was working in an industry that I did not love. Mm -hmm. And I was working in the television industry. I finished at Howard. um, I studied communications, television production, and just knew that I was going to love the television industry. And so I worked in the TV news. I worked for various uh, publications. And quickly fell out of love. I even had an Emmy nomination when I was 22, I believe. Oh, wow. And yeah, I I excelled pretty fast. But as quickly as I excelled with my expertise in writing for news and TV outlets, that was just as fast as I fell out of love in terms of what was portrayed
0: in media and mm-hmm. especially how we looked as black people in media, right? Is that so, why you got in love with it? Did you not like the image that they were pushing forward? That
1: I didn't love the image that they were pushing forward. There were literally like maps that we had to cover. And even right. until the time that I officially left TV, which was years later, um, I think I kind of uh started the quiet quitting era way back before it was
0: <laughs> a well, stir- <laughs>
1: And so um, because I didn't actually exit TV until um, years later. But, you know, we would have like maps and segments and areas that we could cover or should cover. And it just alienated and excluded, you know, really important stories that, you know, everyone should could benefit from, especially, you know, the black and brown community. And it just did not sit well with me. And if I'm being one, I'm, I'm a very open, transparent person person. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they didn't work in TV. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I didn't ruffle feathers, but I certainly did not feel comfortable in my own skin in that realm. Mm-hmm. And the stories had to go through legal, through management before they even hit the airways. And so there was lack of creativity and management, upper management, was definitely always one aesthetic and we can see now how many people of color are challenging and championing that Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just now happening if that you know makes sense so we're talking about you know close to 20 years ago and I just was like I need a space where my love of creativity and art and culture can Come together, mm. and I quickly, as a new mom, very boldly made the decision to turn all of my TV clients into my beauty clients. Mm. So that was relatively easy, only because I was a twenty-something delusional girl in Brooklyn who thought <laughs> I could do, do whatever I wanted. Right? That's not so, delusional. That is true. That is you <laughs> Do whatever you <laughs> want. Yeah. Right. And I've I've just always been that type of woman. And I remember my mom saying, uh, "You know, you can't be a jack of all trades and a master of nothing." And in my back of my head, I'm like rolling my eyes, like, "Yeah, you watch me, like I'm gonna do what <laughs> I want." And so I turned my television clients into my beauty clients. What does that mean?
0: Does that mean that like you were the makeup well, artist, or exactly that right?
1: Okay, exactly
0: perfect. right. So I literally told all of the
1: producers and EPs and whoever, executive producers, anyone that I was working with at the time, anyone I was working with at the time was like, hey, hey, bro, I'm not going to be writing anymore. But if you need a makeup artist, I'm really good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what that turned into. And swiftly, I became known in the... In the New York City market, in my like small little community mm-hmm. of uh, TV colleagues, known as someone who could do makeup and understood skin, some some EPs used to call me the doctor because I understood <laughs> skin, skin and makeup to a place where I saved them money because they didn't have to like go in and retouch a lot. They just didn't have, like I was very much a detail oriented perfectionist when it came to my artistry and understanding what works on different skin types and things like that. And we're talking about the height of HD TV, So there was no real high def TV happening around that time. It was just coming about. Mm-hmm. And so you would look at news anchors and people um, that were in front of the camera And, you know, the skin didn't complement the makeup because it was they were too oily for that type of skin or Mm -hmm. or makeup or, you know, or you're seeing all the pores and things like that. So um, that's how I jumped into the beauty industry. And it wasn't until years later that, you know, I had did did artistry for such a long time. It was like I was going on maybe 10 years. I even took a side gig with um, as a single new mom. Um, I took a side gig with Sephora. I worked with them for several years. I was in management, upper management. And I said, you know what? I need to take this to the next level. It's really Mm -hmm. just about, you know, knowing, you know, when it's time to, you know, take that next step. Mm -hmm. And that's how I jumped into this product development stage of my career.
0: Got it. It's so interesting, like as a background, as a makeup artist, why did you not, work into developing makeup itself but more skincare? Right so I love that question
1: because um, makeup artistry at that time it was such a hard nut to crack right Mm -hmm. and the industry is now very inundated with makeup artists you know you kind of throw a bone and you can land on a makeup artist. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to be a makeup artist, says they're a makeup artist, right? Right, right. And
0: <laughs> as the had... makeup
1: artist says they are two different things. <laughs> right, exactly right. And so I really love and respect makeup artistry. And I just didn't feel a connection to cosmetics because if I'm being brutally honest it was and still is ran by the european and korean markets. Yep. So the black beauty brands that we're seeing now are brands that have been around for a very long time. Like if we want to just throw it out there, we love Pat McGrath. I'm, you know, obsessed with her work for so many years. Um there is a definite reason as to why she's just now having a product line. And that's Pat McGrath. Yep. Right? Yep. So she could have easily come out with a product line 20 years ago right um but there is definitely a barrier to entry there's definitely you know someone if i can use her as an uh, you know example you know it's it she fit well with the you know let me create let me be a creative and then i'll circle to that let me create this name for myself
0: mm. but
1: If you really, and I'm, you know, obviously I can't speak for her, but as a professional who creates and design products and consults with brands, you know, you could almost see how it was like she had to create or build this name for herself. Like the Danessa Merricks of the world, Mm -hmm. Danessa Merricks, you know, I was working with the same photographers um, that she was back in, you know, the early 2000, 2000s. And You know, it was just like, you know, why does Danessa Merrick just now have a product line? Why is it just now being, you know, entered in Sephora? You know, again, barrier to entry. It's very complicated, especially with um, makeup lines. Mm -hmm. And that just didn't really It kind of almost circled back to the TV feel like like eh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to prove myself and kill myself, you know, and I really just loved skincare so 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 much. And the more I did makeup artistry, the more I realized that people were covering up issues as opposed to tending to them. Like mm-hmm. they weren't, you know. They so I I wanted to. I saw that very early on, and I knew way back then that. And this is you know part of me being a forecaster also in the beauty realm. You know, I knew way back then that the. Ideal product would be for multiple skin tones and types, something that's vegan. And now here we are.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and everyone on the market, everyone out there has a vegan product line now. It's just like this big thing. And then the real question is, well, why weren't we thinking about this before? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, you know, I saw that then and I said, you know, well, makeup artists makeup is a dime a dozen. People you know, say their mama and auntie and the cousins are makeup artists and they can find their makeup at the dollar store or Ulta or Sephora, you know. And again, you know, back then there were not, you know, a lot of lines that spoke specifically to our skin tones. Mm -hmm. And I saw how challenging that was. And I said, you know, if I'm going to put my money on anything, it's going to be on the caring mm-hmm. and, sustain- and sustainability
0: of skincare and skincare products. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that the so focus on skincare is oftentimes we have a lot of issues that we're trying to cover up instead so of just right. dealing with those issues. But what are some of the issues that Black women are facing that can, they can deal with through skincare that they may not have understood that connection before? Right. So
1: the one thing is getting over the barrier that is, am I worthy? A lot of my clients that I meet that are in, that are black and brown, a lot of my clients that are black and brown come to me and some of them have never received a facial before. They've never um, had an actual serious regimen that speaks to their concerns. Hmm. And as I talked to them, I realized, and they revealed to me that they don't feel like they're worthy enough of a skincare routine that suits their needs. They just find anything to kind of like, yeah, you know, they like find anything to kind of like maintain. Right. So I'm actually sitting in my spa studio now and this, you know, past, Weekend was Mother's Day weekend. By the way, happy Mother's Day. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> happy
0: Mother's Day to
1: you too. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. We work very hard, us moms.
0: <laughs>
1: so Thank you. I, I appreciate. It. But, you know, I had a plethora, you know, I had a, a a large amount of clients that came to me over the weekend that um, were new, newbies to getting facials and actually speaking to a skincare regimen that spoke to them. And the experience when you come into my space is one where we're not just having a facial, we're having a conversation about your skin and your skincare journey and what you want your skin to look like at the end of a month or or three months, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're working together to get to that goal. And my clients always see results of some sort at the end of a session with me. Mm. Every facial includes a complimentary consultation. I'm not one to say you got to pay me for every single thing, like gatekeeping. Like, no, I I don't believe in that. And so a lot of my clients over the past weekend said, well, you know, I'm just out here purchasing things just because I just need to wash my face. You know, I just know that I need to be clean. Mm. but." but they're not speaking to their actual need or their skincare need. They're speaking to just kind of like a Monday and I got to kind of got to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's something very interesting to me having worked in beauty in so many different roles over the past 20 years and realizing that our Caucasian counterparts mm-hmm. don't think like that. <laughs> they don't think like that. Um, I had a client the other night that was Caucasian, was a white woman. And mm-hmm. spares no expense. I want that. I'm getting this. I need that.
0: It was mm. almost like
1: I, like I there's just a mindset of I deserve, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And most of my black female clients, which I actually have um in studio, ninety-five percent of my clientele is African American. Mm-hmm. And they come to me because they've seen me on, you know, the news or they've seen me on live on, you know, online and IG, TikTok and this and the like. And they're like, you know, I need that. Like she's mm-hmm. telling me like I not just need it, I deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like when you know that you deserve it, you start to take those steps to taking care of your skin. And I also say, you know, shop for your skin and not the trends. Mm. Because trends come and go, you know, but how does it actually suit your skin needs and your skincare
0: goals? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you're taking me back to when I started Black and Green, uh, and I one wanted- green to be a space of all natural non-toxic products created by Black women. And I remember in those early first years, I was getting in disagreements with uh, folks who disagreed with me that Black women would not invest in things like this. That was what they thought. There's no way they would invest in an all natural non-toxic product that's going to cost more than the Competitive product that's at the Dollar Tree. Um, and it was so. It's interesting to kind of fight that narrative. That yes, when Black women know, they will do better if once they know and once it's made available to them. That's one thousand percent
1: correct, and that's why you know it's a beautiful pairing and partnership for myself and brands like mine and the others that you have on your wonderful platform to be able to speak to that because I want you to know that you are not alone.
0: (laughs) As the Michael Johnson
1: song goes, you are not alone in that fight. You're not alone in that fight. I I believe that just about everyone who has an amazing product on your platform definitely has had those conversations. I'll share with you a conversation too, in fact, um, that I had with two colleagues um, while I was ending the phase of my career that was brand consulting and making hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars for a very well-known makeup house. And this was recently. And I was supporting them within Sephora doors simultaneously with my business, Vegan Lux Aesthetics. And the conversation was, well, why do Black girls continue to think that there's nothing here for them? And this was from a a person that I've known and worked with for many years and they're Hispanic. They're not white. And because you would think somebody else would say that. But (laughs) um, (laughs) and they said that and they said, see, look, there's this product, this product and that product. And they named three products. And I said, well, let's talk about the numbers so when I start throwing numbers at people, they're like, wow, oh my gosh. And I was at a, you know, an event a few weeks ago um, with a woman who's raising a, a venture. She's a venture capitalist and, you know, she supports tech. And I spoke to her about beauty and, you know, supporting beauty. And I said to her, did you know, let's talk about the numbers. So I'll share with you in mm-hmm. and that, and that fight that you had in the beginning the numbers still ring true. Mm -hmm. Black and brown women spend more than our white counterparts Mm -hmm. on beauty and 70% faster on a new product that they've never heard about. Mm -hmm. So the dollars are there. The marketing is not there. Because why market to somebody that wants to feel good about themselves when your goal is to make them feel less and not let them feel good about themselves.
0: Mm, mm. Repeat so, that again. Say that again so we can hear it.
1: <laughs> so, you know, the numbers are there. <laughs> we spend more. The black and brown dollar is 90% of the revenue in the in the U.S. beauty market, right? Mm-hmm, and then we'll mm-hmm. spend about 70% more on a new item than mm. a cook woman would. Okay, so the numbers have always been there. Beauty is ingrained in our cultures. We want to look and feel good. But Mm. why would um, an industry that's ran by European and Korean markets want to market to people who they want to feel less about themselves? That's just Mm. basic math, it's basic science, it's obvious, but unfortunately, to your point, it's it was harder to get us to realize that we were not a focus. And that's why we're always spending or we're always spending with, you know, your in brands as opposed to us. One of my one of the, the brands or rather industries that I honestly loathe mm. is the K-Beauty market. I, I sincerely am not a fan of K-Beauty um, brands. Um, and I'll be one hundred percent transparent um, on their packaging with some of some of the products within that universe, and some of them are sold right in front of us. I'm not going to name them, but I did a TikTok about it, <laughs> and I showed it. Um, and on these particular products that are literal household names, it literally says it states very clearly, "Made for Asian skin types." Mm. And most of the Black clients that I've had over the years purchase this particular product. Um, You can get it around the world. You can get it in duty-free while you're traveling. It's very popular. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, what does that say to you as a consumer? Mm -hmm. You know, if this is made for Asian skin types, my argument was, well, what type of Asian skin? Mm -hmm. Just flat out say it's made for fair. Korean and Chinese skin. And we don't want your dollars. But because there are not enough of our products on the shelves, mm-hmm. I should say, because online is killing it. That's where we thrive. What? Yeah. Online, right? So if there are not enough of our products on the shelves, what are our people going to go to? Mm-hmm. They're going go to go to what's available unless they're educated as to where they can find these products exactly
0: exactly now we will pause for a moment of meditation with dr crystal jones
2: so wherever you are right now just take a moment to be be in your awareness being your truth be in your wholeness Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence, experiencing your truth. Finding your breath. And instead of directing her, listen to her. Where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there. Ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement, and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day, honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough you are perfection and excellence personified anything that tells you that you're anything else
0: no longer serves you so now that we're back for our meditation you were talking a lot about kind of the history and looking at the market and what kind of pushed you to start your brand tell us more about your brand and what it stands for and kind of what is your ethos So, you know,
1: my brand stands for, well, I'll I'll take it back a step. Let me start that over. So Vegan Lux Aesthetics is a mindful luxury brand. And what mindful luxury means is that we're ethical and our client base wants to shop ethically. They want products that are going to be not only good for themselves, but also good for the environment. And Vegan Lux Aesthetics is advanced skincare. So when you use the product line, there's something for everyone, but you can implement any one of the five piece products into your already established regimen. This is a, definitely a results-driven brand, and it is a luxury brand. Um, that's the price point. It's not too far gone, <laughs> but it's not uh, you know ten dollars or five dollars or something that you can find. You know, um, on the shelves of mass, you know, retailers like Walmart or you know, Walgreens or Target. You know, mastige is now a really big term. Mm-hmm. Um, that price point is an in between. And I will say this: when I have clients that come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I really need to change my regimen. Something's not working," I don't bash them on the products that they've been using. That is not my goal. My goal is to educate on the efficacy of ethically sourced ingredients. And if it's a win, it's a win. If my client is on board, they're on board. And my clients love it. The product line is sold out in my um, spa studio. It's on your platform, my two cleansers that people love. And it's also on Amazon as well. Vegan Lux Aesthetics is a five-piece line. And I really wanted to make something that spoke to the need of most of my clients. And I'm going to be honest, my my clients' needs are like, skincare needs are like my own. So it was relatively easy to create and really sit with this brand and sketch it out. I do everything um, from designing package design, as well as the label design. And I'm very hands-on with the brand. And my client's skincare needs are typically bright and even smooth. So those were the three things that I wanted to focus on, you know, maintaining one's health, skin health, maintaining one's skin health, but also, you know, speaking to advanced skincare. So detoxifying gel cleanser speaks to minimizing the pores, refreshing the skin, preventing acne, but it also softens the skin as well. And then we have the tea leaves cream cleanser, which is great for hydrating fine lines and wrinkles, which has three different types of teas, red, black, and green as antioxidants, which are sold on blackandgreen.com, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you know, um, those two are definitely the most popular items because it takes such a little amount for you to lather it up and use it. A lot of people are using them now as a double cleansing, which is super popular in the spa community. We do that in spa as estheticians, but double cleansing is definitely becoming popular because a lot of people are not wanting to use um, makeup wipes. And a lot of people were misinformed regarding the use of toners. My I want to say my second most popular, well, yeah, my second most popular item would be my toner, which is the AHA BHA fruit acid toner.
0: Uh And
1: that is just an amazing way to smooth, brighten, and just balance the skin. A toner is to balance the pH of the skin. I'll say that again. A toner's job is to balance the pH of the skin, which is why there are so many different types of toners, so my toner actually speaks to anti-aging, anti-acne, smoothing, and brightening the skin, and that's the alpha hydroxy acid, beta hydroxy acid, fruit acid toner. When people hear toner, uh, when people hear the word acid, they kind of get like, "Oh my God, it's gonna burn my skin off," but <laughs> that's not the case. It's <laughs> just for the purpose of smoothing, gently smoothing, and brightening the skin. And then, my more um, really in depth um, product that I really truly love that is a really great nighttime treatment is my niacinamide serum. It has a really long name. <laughs> I tried to not create products with super long names, um, but I had to get it all in there. And so, <laughs> like, you can not help it. Right, right, right. So, niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, and essential neroli oil serum. And it retails at 80 currently, and it is one of my favorite products to make. It has ancient neroli oil, which is a great healing property type of essential oil to brighten and acts as an antioxidant. But niacinamide helps to minimize pore size while hyaluronic acid balances the hydration in the skin
0: so, can you talk about the two products that you have on black and green the yeah, sure. cleanser and the cream cleanser right so you know in the, in the spa community
1: a lot of we always do multi-steps with cleansing right it's not just one type of cleanser so multiple cleansers speak to multiple needs and anyone can use two or more cleansers believe it or not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the detoxifying pardon I said, like, mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, sorry, it's going oh, no, in and out, out a little bit. Definitely. So yes. the, the the detoxifying gel cleanser is definitely born out of love for my own personal skin. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I grew up as an oily skin girl. I have oily skin, and that's a you know there's pluses and minuses to having oily skin believe us. I know someone's going to listen to this and say, what are you talking about? There's no plus to oily skin, right? But oilier skin keeps us looking younger longer. But then the downside is that it comes with clogged pores, blackheads, and minimal breakouts. And sometimes people can have a lot of breakouts, right? So my detoxifying gel cleanser actually helps to Minimize the production of oil while balancing the skin. It helps prevent acne and it also works well in a double cleansing routine, which brings me to my tea leaf cream cleanser. So the tea leaves cream cleanser is more of a milky cleanse. That is definitely for my drier skin type client. So anyone suffering from dry skin or a tightness in the skin would definitely benefit from the tea leaf cream cleanser. That one, you could literally use it without water and tissue it off, to be honest, but I'm just, I'm i er on the side of rinsing things
0: off. <laughs>
1: so you don't have any residue of anything on the skin, but that one has three different types of teas, organic teas, black, red and um, black, red and white tea. So the Tea Leaves Cream Cleanser has black, red, and white tea, and they help as powerful antioxidants to brighten, to protect, and also help with redness in the skin. So if you are a lighter skin or fairer skin and you get a little bit of redness, if perhaps you have a little bit of rosacea that's been identified by a dermatologist, then the Tea Leaves Cream
0: Cleanser would be amazing for you to try. That's amazing. Can you tell them? Uh, you were talking earlier about this double cleansing, I believe that was the word. Can you t- explain what yeah. that is? So, double
1: cleansing is definitely something that came from the spa room into the streets. So, like, everybody's like I need double <laughs> They're like, I need a double cleanser. Like, how do I double cleanse? Which double cleanser do I use? And these are conversations I'm having all the time these days regarding double cleansing. And so I'll just say that, you know, gone are the days of using makeup remover wipes. Um, that That's definitely being ushered out. I'm just going to be honest. Um, more people are finding that it's just not, unless the wipes are biodegradable, I should say, Um, A lot of people are being more conscious about, you know, using wipes and then the cost of wipes. So you purchase them and, you know, you you use them once, you throw them out and it's just like, okay, 60 wipes later, you got to go get a new bag of makeup removing wipes. And then sometimes not all of them, but most of them have such a high count of alcohol that they're drying up the skin and dehydrating the skin. Right. So Mm -hmm. that. Also is why double cleanse is really popular right now. Most people would use an oil cleanser to break down their makeup. You can use my Milky Cleanse, the Tea Leaves Cream Cleanser, to break down your makeup, dirt and oil, debris from the day. And then you would go in with your secondary cleanser that speaks to a more targeted goal. And that would be my detoxifying cleanser for detoxifying the, the pores and minimizing um, the pore size and minimizing the production of oil. So that's the thought behind double cleansing.
0: Got it. Got it. So is double cleansing only needed if you wear makeup or if you don't wear makeup? Actually, no. So double cleansing is really great
1: if you want to get the benefits of two types of cleansers and you have that time to use. Yes. If you don't wear makeup, you can definitely still benefit from double cleansing. OK, perfect. Awesome. It, yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, people are using double cleansing as a method to get the benefits of two amazing cleansers, be them in the same line or from two completely different lines.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. OK, that's awesome. Thank you for educating me. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. I live for these conversations. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me what's next with Vegan Luxe aesthetics. Kind of Where do you see, where do you want it to go? What's your big dream? Oh my gosh. God's dreams are bigger than my own. So
1: let me see if I can can share with you my my little dreams compared to his dreams, right? But um, my dreams are definitely to expand the business um, for more services like body and um, makeup and lashes and things of that nature that are all vegan, cruelty-free, of course. But- Pardon? I so said, are you a
0: vegan? Oh, 1,000%. Can we talk about that for a hot second? Yeah, like, that was, that was <laughs> at the top of my list to ask you. I just realized. <laughs> you yeah, <no>, okay. <laughs> vegan. So I am
1: a staunch vegan. I've been <laughs> vegan. I've been living a vegan lifestyle for close to nine years now. Oh, goodness. Yes, December 1st will be my vegan anniversary. Yes. Yes, and... Yes, and you know, it was becoming a vegan that really catapulted this line because before now I was just more like, okay, let me support and be using natural products. Mm-hmm. And it was my transition into, you know, having a vegan lifestyle and this journey mm-hmm. that said, no, I can create something even bigger and even better mm-hmm. that will serve my community as well as serving the planet. Yes. So that is definitely, you know, the thought behind um, Vegan Lux Aesthetics. And, you know, it's vegan, it's luxury, and it speaks to the skin. So that's where the name came from, Vegan Lux Aesthetics.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. So and it's really, I, I, I think that that's very important. important. Pardon? And no, finish telling me about what's in the future for Vegan Lux Aesthetics.
1: Oh, yes. You know, I I really feel like it's very important to live your brand. You know, there are a lot of companies that, you know, are clean or vegan. But, you know, that might be the brand mission, but the passion behind it is not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, The industry is, you know, inundated with vegan products nowadays, largely due to the fact that people see dollar signs and they know they can add it to their portfolio and make a quick buck on it. So I live my brand and I'm very sincere about what I create and I'm very strategic as to what I want to create and with the with the product line or how I want it to grow. So the next steps for Vegan Luxe Aesthetics is definitely, for the product line side, is definitely to expand the range of what I offer and my product offerings will go more into eye care, um, eye creams, oil cleansers and peel pads as well. Things that are even more advanced where you see um, rapid change in the skin. So those are my, and my clients are pushing me to make an SPF. So, So I am definitely working on
0: that as well. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so happy to have you join the Black and Green team and I loved your product. Thank you so much. It was really honoring. Uh,
1: honor. No, it was really an honor. It was really an honor to join the Black and Green family. I've been a long time admirer and I still talk about you and the you know how long you've been working, you know, to bring these amazing unique products to the forefront. And even now, so many people are like, "What? There's a website like that?" And I'm just Go like, ahead. I'm like, first of all, get from under that rock. Let's start there.
0: And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and second, get on this website, please, and buy all of these products. <laughs> Tell me, listen, I need to help keep me in business because uh, right. uh, nobody's investor. I'm robbing Peter Pay Paul, so please. Listen, I, I get it, and I am with you, and I will always speak to your brand. I love yes. it so much. It's so perfect. Well, thank you, because you taught me something. I didn't know that African-American folks are more likely to try something new. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I think what was the percent you said? Was it 40%? So at last check, it was about 70% compared
1: <laughs> to, yeah, compared to white women. It was, a, it was specific to, you know, black and brown women compared to um, white women so like the dollars there yeah it was, at last check it was around 70% would
0: say hey that's new let me just give it a shot that's amazing that's amazing it mm-hmm. that, that gives me hope that Black and Green can stay alive because we are constantly oh, yeah. introducing women to new and products and it gives me a, a glimmer of hope to know that my community they're excited to try new things Yes,
1: one thousand percent, you know, it's just a matter of getting the eyes shifted as a to, to you as opposed to you know, oh well, they're inundated with these big billboards of the same hundred year old companies. you know, it's very challenging to you know work against those entities, you know, um, but when the small seed is planted, a huge tree will grow. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Thank you. This is a wonderful conversation and thank you for having a new product that we add on to Black and Green. So Black and can keep trying something new.
1: Yes, thank you and thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at bokgrn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy Black and live green.